Hi guys, thanks for joining us on the Whipping It In podcast for episode two, the podcast you didn't ask for. So today we'll be discussing the top 10 Premier League strikers since 2010. So in that in the decade that we've had. And with me today, I've got uh, two guests, Rahat, my friends, and Lewis. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, so hi, this is Lewis. Welcome back, back again from podcast one. Can't get enough of it. So let's do podcast two. Hey guys, it's Rahat here. Hope you guys enjoyed podcast one. Hope you guys are still washing your hands. And yeah, let's get ready for this podcast. Brilliant stuff. So um, the audience may not be aware, but we've, uh, so in the top 10 list from positions one to five, uh, so five strikers we've uh, agreed on, but we haven't decided the order of them. However, from the rem- bottom five of the strikers, from position six to ten, we'll be discussing, debating, and analysing who should be the lower half of five strikers. So, I'll start off with mine. And in position six, I've got Vardy. Position seven, I've got Drogba. Position eight, I've got Costa, Diego Costa, that is. Uh, position nine, uh, Pure Emmerich and Bamiang. And number ten, Giroud. Uh, do you guys want to say your lists? Yeah, sure. For the uh, bottom. Yeah. So at number six, I've got Jamie Vardy. At number seven, I've got Romelu Lukaku. Number eight, I've got Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. I've got, at number nine, I've got Olivier Giroud. And number ten, I've got Diego Costa. Yeah, yeah that's a good choice. Um, for me, I've got um, Didier Drogba at number six, uh, Jamie Vardy at number seven, um, Mo Salah at number eight. Diego Costa at number nine, and then Drew at number ten. So I think um, if we discuss, um, just repeat to the audience who we've put down. We start from ten, and we'll argue it our way up. So for me, I've put Giroud in the tenth position um, because, yeah, although um, a lot of what he's done is uh, behind the scenes, what he is provided as a striker. Um, is incredible. Um, he's been that sort of link-up striker, been the tall figure, excellent at headers. And, uh, I mean, you look at his stats and you wouldn't think he'd be scoring as many goals as he has, you know, um, especially in his Arsenal days, which, you know, on his first season, he scored 11 goals. And it, it, within his last season at Arsenal, uh, 2016 to 2017, uh, in the 29 appearances, he scored 12. Um and altogether, when I was looking at his stats, appearances to, uh, altogether 229, uh, 80 goals, 28 assists. Um, I know we shouldn't talk about it, but he has won a World Cup. And he's been a voted player of the month as well in March 2015. So I'm putting Giroud uh, in that case because he does goals could be a bit stronger. Uh, on our list, we've got a lot more stronger goal scorers. But for me, what he does off the ball and what he does... Uh, to link up the play, make a better team. And the combination that um, Giroud and Ramsey had was incredible. Partnership was superb. And it's something that they copied from Chelsea with the DDA Drogba and Lampard combination, uh, where the striker holds off the ball and the uh, midfielder scores. So that's why I put uh, Giroud in the 10th position. Uh, Lewis, do you want to discuss why you've put Giroud as well in that position? Yeah, definitely. So... It was how reliant Arsenal was on like Giroud and Alexis Sanchez. So 
of course, the back-to-back -back FA Cups, and then Drew's won three FA Cups. So it just shows really the importance of uh, Olivier Drew to the team and what he's done to contribute to Arsenal's successes and the Premier League in general over the last 10 years. So that's why I've chosen him at number 10. Yeah. And Rahat, do you want to say who's your number 10 and give some sort of like justifications, reasons why is that? Awesome. So, yeah, so for my number 10, uh, I don't have Olivier Jude. I have him a little higher up. Uh, I have Diego Costa at my number 10 spot. And so just looking at some figures quickly, he's got 89 appearances in the league and 52 goals in the Premier League over the course of three seasons. So it's quite a nice um, goal uh, per game just under about 0.6 goals a game, so it's quite good. Uh, and you look at the way he played for Chelsea, and Chelsea are very much that team, like I said before, that when they have like a strong powerhouse kind of centre-forward, someone who can spearhead the attack, uh, someone who's a focal point that they can revolve around, it's a focal point of the offence, um, that's when Chelsea tend to do well. So I think Costa's first season, uh, 20 goals in 26 appearances, Premier League uh, title uh, winners as well. So the way he helped Chelsea in those three seasons perform and his contribution to the team, that's why I've got him down here. Uh, I think I've put Giroud a little bit higher just because he's played in the Premier League a little bit longer than Diego Costa. So that kind of longevity factors in to me, placing Giroud higher than Costa. And I think, for me, I would personally put Costa higher only because what Costa um, does, he's a similar player to Giroud. That's how I describe it. But what Costa does is he's a faster player, he's a more agile player, he's a stronger player. He Giroud's a lot slower than... Uh, I'm not saying Giroud's the slowest, but Costa's a lot more fast. He can move faster on the ball. He has a better strike rate than Giroud, um, and Giroud's never gone above, I don't think he's in his Premier League days, never gone above 20 goals a season, whereas Costa has. So that's one of the reasons why. Um, do you guys want to add anything in or um, on why you think maybe Costa should be there or Giroud? Yeah, I'll add something. Um, yeah, also with Costa, you've got two Premier League titles to his name, like Giroud, who's never won the Premier League title, and I think that's why I've chosen Costa ahead of Drew in terms of ranking. So definitely a lot of Premier League, had they won a Premier League, and that's caused a massive, significant um, advantage over other players, I felt. Yeah, I get that. Um, for me, it's just, he's only played three seasons in this 2010 to 2020, or the end of 2019 gap. So, and you look at Giroud, he came in during the 2012-13 season, and he's still here now. So, for me, because Giroud has that longevity, he has, uh, we're talking 180 appearances for Arsenal, another 50 for Chelsea. So, he's got 200 appearances uh, down there, compared to just the 89 for Diego Costa. So, I get it. Um, and I'm not, honestly, I'm, I'm okay with uh, Giroud at... Ten. Behind Giroud! Oh! 
He's come up with it. So, number nine. Um, we'll start off with uh, you, Lewis. Who have you put in your number nine position? Yeah, so I've mentioned before, the main man, Diego Costa. He was an animal when he was playing for Chelsea. Every all like a lot of the Chelsea side at that time, there was a very reliant on Diego Costa, and he won two Premier League titles during his time, fifty nine goals in that short period of time, three seasons, and he was just really good for that short amount of time. And then I felt if he was there for longer, he would have been um, ranked higher in the in the list. But he was only here for three short seasons, and at and those three short seasons come to ninth. And yourself, who have you put in your ninth position? My ninth position was uh, Giroud, who has now become tenth. Um, but yeah, uh, if we're if just expanding on what Liver said for Costa there, uh, 52 goals in 89 games. He was a bit of um, a bully to defenders, wasn't yeah. he? He always managed to like, well, was it a bit skirtle that he um, got under his nerves, or was it skirtle that won the battle? I can't remember. I'm not sure, but he was the kind of, he's definitely the kind of guy to like, you know, kick you and then pretend he did nothing. Um, <laughs> None of us know about I, the dark arts of defending. <laughs> <laughs> he he definitely riled up a lot of Premier League defenders. He's a very ferocious um, person, uh, pretty scary looking as well, I'd say. So, um, but yeah, he deserves his spot I mean, on this I... list. Um, he's a good striker. Just a shame he wasn't in the Premier League for longer. Well, actually, I don't mind, because I support Liverpool, so... <laughs> um, I mean, I, the thing I was going to say with Costa is, um, it's a weird one, but he's like one of those players where you hate playing against him, but you love him when he's playing on your team. Um, uh, he's one of those players. But for me, I put in number nine, Aubameyang. Um Now, the reason why I've put um, Aubameyang, but for me... Um, the reason why I've put Aubameyang in is because he's, he's just goals, goals, goals. Um, he's, what, 75 appearances, 49 goals. Um, as long as the coronavirus, you know, doesn't take over the world. He'll get to 50 goals in, what, less than, less than what, 76 or 80 games, uh, which is a phenomenal stat. Um, his goals per game is 0 0.65, and the majority of his goals scored by his right foot. And... The fact that he's he's such a lethal striker. I think when we look back in history, I think we won't we'll probably mention like Abamyang was so underrated that the fact that his days in Dortmund were amazing as well. Like he is like just a cold finisher. Like you know you know in school how um, we had the, that word goal hanger, and I'm not saying Abamyang is, but like he's that person. He'll be in the right place at the right time and he'll just score. You know you, you just. He'll make one movement and you don't know where he is. And the fact that his shooting accuracy, I was looking at it, it's 45%, which is, wow. Like, can you imagine, like, half the shots you take, you score. Nearly half the, you know, that's, that's, that's <laughs> phenomenal. Like, so that's the reason I um, I, uh, I would have put Aubameyang higher. But for me, as well, when I'm looking at Premier League stats, I want to look at, like, what you've achieved and things like that. And I know he's won a golden boot, um, joint golden boot winner. But, for me, I feel like if, if you haven't won it, the people who have won it, they have a greater say. So for me, I, I'm just putting a Bamiyang in ninth position. Do you guys want to chuck anyone in at that ninth position and we can have a debate about that? So for me, uh, just to put my point across, um, I've got a Bamiyang higher at number eight. 
um, I think like that, it's a phenomenal ghost game ratio. So he came in January 2018. Um, in his first half season, 13 appearances, 10 goals. So can you imagine like only three games you didn't score? Um, it, it's crazy, isn't it? And then his first full season, he just goes and grabs the golden boot. Um, shares it with Mossad and Sadio Mane, but he still scored 22 goals. So he's just automatic, you know. He's just like goals, 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 goals. So consistent. Um, he's carried on his crazy form from Borussia Dortmund over to Arsenal. And yeah, especially the season um, now. Uh, a lot of times, Arsenal would be in such a difficult pickle, and Aubameyang would pick them out. Like, if you see, um, I think this is one stat that uh, how many points a goal is worth, and I think Aubameyang is quite high on that. So, for me, that's why Aubameyang's uh, higher than Giroud. So, for me, I'd put Aubameyang a little bit higher, eight. Well, I think for me, I think ultimately at number nine, you have to look at titles. What team achievements has they achieved? Like Costa's got the two Premier League titles. So to factoring that in, yeah. So where would you put Aubameyang, Lewis? They didn't quite make the cut. Eleven. What? Eleven. You on crack? What? Yeah. No, but. This guy, what? since he's been in the Premier League, no one has scored more goals than Obama. Obama who? Obama what? Obama... <laughs> Wait, so you wouldn't put Aubameyang, uh, not even ninth? He's only been here for three seasons. What? I, I... Teared it up, and man. he's teared it up. 49 right. goals and 75 appearances. Like, if, I, I'm, if Guardiola had a choice to but I'm pretty sure he... If Aubameyang like says I want to go Man City, like I'm pretty sure Man City would buy this player. And even like as an example, if you guys at Liverpool had the choice of Aubameyang or Salah, who would you choose? No, no, uh, just a general it question. It depends. Um, okay. What to play in our system or just in a? No, in your system, would you still? Because Aubameyang still has the ability to. He does. He does. Yeah. He. Um... I thought that's a tough question. We're not here to debate that question. It's too hard. <laughs> Need a ninth position. Um... But I'd go with since my since my nine Giroud has become ten. Okay. I'd go with Costa for nine. Okay. So I can leave. Um, I I don't mind putting um, Costa at number nine, um, but as long as he's in it, uh, <laughs> that's how I negotiate. Uh, Lewis. How would you, who would you put at number nine? Would you be Costa? Um, I'll stick with my first choice. It's always Diego Costa. Love the player, man. And it is Diego Costa opening his account for Chelsea. I'm sure you're a Liverpool fan. Um, nah. Yeah, I yeah, that was like very enthusiastic about Costa. Um, okay, so he's uh, number nine. Uh, Giroud's at number ten. Um, so for me, I'd put Bamiang at uh, number nine, and I think we've discussed a lot of his points earlier. But for me, I think just to add um, tag on what I was gonna say, um, the fact that he's won two Player of the Months as well in 2018 October, 2019 September, 
and like he's when Lacazette hasn't been on form or any of the other other Arsenal players, like you look towards him and. I've heard a few Arsenal fans discuss this, and he's got certain uh, traits like Thierry Henry, um, his pace, his skill on the ball, um, his finishing to an extent, of course. Uh, he's got that ability, um, what Arsenal fans say is that key key player when they had Sanchez, as an example. That was that player that they look forward to, Aubameyang in that same place, same role, uh, I'm I have I'll put Aubameyang eighth position. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very happy with Aubameyang eight. Like phenomenal striker. He's got pace, finishing, left foot, right foot, head. Um, a very a very hard guy to contain. And the reason he's not higher is because, um, just because of the way he came in at the tail end of this decade. So if he came in say 2013, 2014, and replicated his form, he's easily top five. Amazing, yeah, yeah. Lewis, are you gonna? Uh, are we gonna walk you to the plank and yeah. do you agree with the Bamiang at eight? <laughs> I, th- I think I've been walking to the plank. It has to be number eight. Or Bamiang, number eight. About who? About my what? About my black client. All right. So number seven. So we. I've. I'm going to put Vardy at seven. Um, and the reason why I'm putting Vardy uh, at seven, um, don't get me wrong, phenomenal striker. Uh, with Vardy's body type, he's a framey, skinny body, able to run. The fact that he's 33 years old um, is amazing. And the fact that he's scoring so many, you know, quite consistent goals, six seasons in the Premier League. And I think he's roughly getting 16 goals per season. He's won a Premier League. Um, it, it's it's just uh it's just amazing um you know and I at thirty three I still feel he's got another three years left easily in the Premier League and even if he has to change up his game where his speed decreases I can still see him uh, finishing being late in the box being that fox in the box and finishing for Leicester um so just to go back to his stats he's two hundred and two appearances for the Premier League and ninety nine goals so that's what close to a goal every two games, and I, I think he's a phenomenal player, and it's a shame we didn't get to see enough of him at England. Um, uh, and he received the Player of the uh, Player of the Year um, award that season, so he's a fantastic quality player. Um, yeah, so at number seven, I picked number uh, Drogba. So I actually put Vardy at number six. So I kind of I really understand like Naz's points, but I felt like Drogba. He's done it like he was only here for three seasons, so like 2009-2012, and he scored a 63 goals and like the Champions League winner when he dominated that uh, Bayern Munich, where he single-handedly won like Chelsea the Champions League, and the Premier League title as well. And I felt like this had a lot of merit. So he had a lot of um, individual achievements during his three years in the Premier League, and I felt that it wasn't quite as high as like Vardy's achievements. So he was ranked at slightly above, so like seven. And that's mainly the main um, argument for Drogba to be. So my number seven is Romelu Lukaku, the man of the famous touch that will send you down the M1. <laughs> so Paul is um, jokes about uh, his first touch and 
how he got jacked in training because every time he missed he'd do push-ups so you know he was always doing push-ups uh he does have a good goal store uh good goal scoring record um just to throw out some numbers there so uh in total from about his west brom time to manchester united we're looking at about 96 goals in about 200 appearances so this kid was still a youngster he's i say this kid he's 26 now so when he last plays in the premier league 25 so um we're looking at five seasons uh perhaps 2012 six seasons so first on maybe 19 20 so to start from such a young age and go on to accumulate so many goals and he's still only 25 uh so sorry still only 26 so to get 96 goals by the time you're 26 uh i think that's quite a good uh, achievement but where he falls below vardy is that one vardy has that premier league title winners that amazing leicester campaign and didn't vardy also set the record for the most consecutive games scored uh in that title winning season I think it was uh, 11, 11 games, either 10 or 11 games on the trot. Um, so, and then still Vardy, he's still uh, you know, killing it in the Premier League. He had a great start to this season. Um, from the start of about 2012, uh, sorry, Leicester got promoted in 2014. So we're looking at about 100-ish goals here, something like that. Uh, Premier League title winners, he was on course, maybe still is going to be a top scorer this season. Uh, I know it falls out of the, the decade bracket, but still a phenomenal talent. And he's 33, you know, so he wasn't opposite to Rom- Romelu Lukaku. He wasn't a youngster when he started. He, he was, you know, 26, 27, something like that. Um, on the, you know, if you want to imagine, like, the other side of um, his peak. So you'd imagine... That he'd passed it, but clearly not. Like you know, twenty-four goals um, in the Premier League title-winning season for Leicester. Uh, another twenty-goal season. He's on course for another twenty-goal season here. So yeah, phenomenal talent. As long as the coronavirus is, uh, allows everything to continue. <laughs> um. So, in all our lists, we've agreed Vardy. So just to recap, um, I've. Uh, put Vardy in what seventh position? Okay, and Rahat, you put him six. Six. Okay, I'm happy for Vardy to go in. So essentially, it's a discussion between Lukaku and Drogba for number seven. Yes, number seven of five. Um, one of the things I will point out to you guys. Um, so I was looking at the I'm looking at the Premier League uh, stats window and. I didn't know this, but Lukaku and Drogba's basically played um, the same amount of games. So Drogba's uh, appearances is 254, Lukaku's is 252. So he, uh, Drogba played two more games than Lukaku, uh, but Drogba's got 104 goals, whereas Lukaku has got 113, nine goals. So Lukaku, you, can, you could argue he's got nine more goals, um, but Drogba, yeah, fine, nine more goals, but... When you look at his record, he. That, I know it. I sh- you shouldn't look at this, but it's something I think about when looking at a complete striker and how he helps the team overall. Because it's great that, um, yeah, the striker's great. Uh, you know, he's scoring goals, but 
there's sometimes more elements to a striker's game, which I will elaborate on in further when, when another player comes up in our top five list. But um, one of the things is, so Drogba, when, when you under Drogba's leadership, you know, this is this is my Chelsea hound. This is me talking passionately about Drogba. You know, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in my right now, and you, uh, you guys get some popcorn ready for this bit. Um, this is from the heart, right? I'm gonna tell you this now. He's my favorite Chelsea player of all time. Um, all <laughs> time. I'm I'm gonna argue this case. Um, in 2008, you know, when he we lost in Moscow, um, I broke my my heart was broken. Um, we lost on penalties, and had Drogba taken that fifth penalty instead of bloody Terry, um, <laughs> we would have we would have uh, won that Champions League and we would have had at least two. And I'm not going to talk about the time when um, Liverpool robbed us of that ghost goal with uh, Luis Garcia. But anyway, that's uh, another topic. That's another. That's another topic. That's another topic. Anyway, anyway, that's my bitterness coming out. My sourness. All right. What? So th- the difference? What? They've had a two. Um, so sorry, going back to my story on Drogba, ah, he he's like that player that he does something out the box. He does something so magical, like you don't expect it, and he'll just do it. You know, some of the times you've needed Drogba, you know, um, in the dressing room as well. He's he he gives you that leadership. Like if if any any team like was down, or, Drogba will do it. You know, um, and it's not always about like. How many got like a uh, goal stat like Harry Kane? He scored like all these goals. Like it doesn't mean anything if he's not going to win anything with Tottenham. Like yeah, great. This is my opinion. Great, you're going to win a gold, uh, golden boot, but you don't look at your future. Like you never look back. I'm pretty sure footballers don't look back and say, yeah, it was great. I won. I was the top uh, goal scorer of Champions League, but I never won it. Like or even Harry Kane. Yeah, it's great. I'm the top uh, golden boot winner at World Cup, but I didn't win it. Like I'm. You would rather win the competition than just individual awards, yeah, because those are the things well, you check. Strikers are greedy. True, true, but with what I feel with Drogba is like he's that ultimate team player, like uh, that Munich. I know we're talking about Premier League, and this is me digressing and going off topic, but that Munich game, like we were like, oh, man, we were like a battered fish, you know, <laughs> you know, we we were we were in the shit. We were like Corona. We, we were like uh, our um, bins outside our houses, full of shit. You know, we, we'd had nothing, and then out of nothing, Jogba scores a header, and like everyone's like, "What?" I mean, that ma- you know what I mean. And then the fact that he gave away a penalty and Robin missed it. You know, I know Robin was doing it for us so he could win the next year where we would go in the shits. But the fact that. You know, Drogba is such a big time player. Scores in like majority of his finals. Um, loves scoring against Arsenal. This guy is an animal. I mean, the, he's won a golden boot this decade. And I think me and Raha um, before this had a discussion about were the majority of his goals scored in two thousand and nine, or <laughs> were they scored in twenty ten? But he's won a golden boot in this decade and two Premier Leagues this decade. I mean. He's 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 a much better better player than Lukaku because we Lukaku was the player to replace uh, Drogba, but he wasn't good enough at Chelsea, and for me he wasn't good enough at United. Like he he got cussed out. Lukaku got called Timberland boots. His first touch is so crap. Everyone everyone at United hated him, and you know 
I just feel like Lukaku, he's not a big time player. That that's the issue what I see with Lukaku. Like if it if it comes to crunch time where um it's that super Sunday and you needed a striker, you're gonna put Drogba on nine times out of ten than Lukaku. That's my opinion. Sorry, I've been running. You guys go ahead. Sorry, I've been getting emotional about this. But Drogba has to go in. But go on. Go on, guys. What do you want to say? Um Yeah, so I get what you mean about um Lukaku being He's all, he was almost viewed as Drogba's replacement, wasn't he? You know, yeah. He was sent out on loan to go get some experience um, while Drogba petered out and then he'd come back in, you know, the finished product. But he never really got his chance at Chelsea. Um, the main reason why, you know, I put Lukaku here is that he's got a good goal-scoring weight for someone who, who was young at the time. Um, you know, scoring 17, 15 goals... Uh, on loan at West Brom and Everton, and then when he fully joined Everton, uh, his last season there, 25 goals a season, you know, that's a really good uh, tally to build up. But I mean, after a heartfelt speech, how can I not put Drogba there? Do you agree, Lewis? Because you've already. Yeah, changed. sorry, but I was, I was eating the popcorn. I was eating popcorn. All oh, right, getting... you'll get into it. You feel <laughs> drink feels and all that. I was into uh, the feels of a Chelsea fan and talking about his favorite player. Just sitting down watching po- uh, popcorn, but like I said, like also my drug burn, I, I picked him seven as well. For and I couldn't explain it better than Naz. Good delivery here. Matter into what drug What about that? Um, our position six to ten, so we have body at number six, drug at number seven. Uh, it's Abamyang at number eight, Costa at number nine, and Giroud at number ten. So, going into the uh, positions one to five, and in no particular order, we have Aguero, Rooney, Kane, Suarez, and Robin van Persie. Um, Rahat, do you want to start off by saying your top five list and in what order? So, my number five, I have the uh i forgot his na- nickname the dude who bites people Louis suarez um, <laughs> number four i have the man who sold his soul for premier league title robin van persie number three i have wayne rooney number two harry kane and number one aguero and you yourself lewis yeah same i got suarez at number five Harry Kane at number four, Superman, Robin Van Persie number three, Wayne Rooney number two, and then Aguero at number one. Oh jeez, that was worse. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm my best man. Oh gosh, I think um, the audience have uh, turned the uh, turned the turned the um, podcast off because of that. Anyway, uh... right about now, I, w- I want Naz to in in. Uh insert a clip of the actual Aguero. So you should hear it right now. Let's discuss with position number five, uh, just to recap the audience. So I've said uh, Robin Van Persie at um, number five. Okay. Um, so for me, I'm just going to discuss um, why I've given um, Robin Van Persie the fifth position, but I want to talk some talk about some good attributes for him. Um, so he's had 280 appearances, 144 goals. Um, I think he's probably the best left foot 
has the best left foot of any Premier League striker this decade, uh, arguably. Two golden boots, um, 2011 and 2012 season at Arsenal, and then the 2012-2013 season at United, where he's won the one Premier League. Um, and, you know, uh, in the season where he won the golden boot, Arsenal didn't finish fourth. They actually finished third. So, uh, you know, Arsenal fans, I'm supporting you here a little bit. Um, but the issue I found um, why I couldn't put him higher is he's been in the Premier League for close to a decade. And look, injuries, we can't do anything about it. But that's why I've um, uh, not put him as higher because there's certain seasons where he's only played a handful of games. And I just feel it's not fair on um, other players who are a lot more clinical and... So, yeah, I think uh, Van Persie um, in that position, great player. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be my fifth position. So, my fifth position I put down to Luis Suarez. Um, and the reason why is, if you look at it, he really only did have two good seasons. One was... Um, uh, a kind of mild... No, it is a good season. 23 goals in his second last season, 2012-13. And then 2013-14, the year he kind of just took off in the SAS partnership. 31 goals in 33 appearances. Golden boot. Sadly, no title. But we'll skip over that. The reason I have um, Suarez underneath Robin Van Persie, just because... Suarez didn't play that long. Only he played four seasons, well, three and a half seasons uh, in total. Sixty-nine goals, uh, over one hundred and ten appearances. He broke like a few goal-scoring records uh, for Liverpool in like first to um, fifty stuff like that, uh, and most goals scored in one hundred appearances uh, in the Premier League. But just because it's only two good seasons versus Robin van Persie's. I don't know how many good seasons this guy's had. He, you know, maybe. But the thing is, maybe three, four. I don't know, because there's only what his Arsenal season in 2010, 2011, where he's got eighteen goals, um, and then, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, twenty five appearances, and um, in the following season, twenty eleven, twenty twelve, where he's got thirty. He played the whole season basically and thirty goals. Yeah. That's a. 30 uh, goals. He was just unleashing himself on the league. Like, Arsenal <laughs> counted on him so much. Like, he was just scoring left, right, left, right. Yeah, yeah. And they still couldn't... What, what did they get? Third, did you say? For that yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, though, Robin Van Persie has that all-important Premier League title. And in the season where he won the Premier League title with um, Manchester United, uh, he won the Golden Boot there, didn't he? So... yeah. I mean, that says a lot. I mean, a golden boot in the season you win the title. Um, yeah, your team was that, relying on you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's big man team, you know. And he scored the goal that secured the title as well. I think it was that volley against Aston Villa. Um, and he's had, like, you know, like I said, one of the best left foots uh, in the Premier League, possibly the best left foot in the, in that decade. Um, Hamill would just unleash it whatever he want. Because uh, he has... A few more goals uh, over a few more seasons, plus that Premier League title. Um, that's why he's above Suarez for me. And Lewis, for you? To add to that, so like Kobe once said, it's all about trophies. Like he loved trophies, and it's like 
none of this. So it's a team game, but then Robin Van Persie won a Premier League trophy. He had two golden boots, but Suarez hasn't got the, um, the Premier League trophy. So that's why ultimately I put Suarez at number five and then I put RVP a little bit higher than him. So ultimately it's down to trophies. And unfortunately, it wasn't Suarez's time for the Premier League. Um, but he's a really good player still with the 2013-2014 player of the season. He's got loads of goals to Liverpool, 69 League Cups, and then the um, transfer to Barcelona. So I'm really still really I mean, excited. Still, I'm still really I, I just want to put in um, quickly. Van Persie never beat anyone as well. <laughs> that we know of. That we know. Yeah, of. That we know of so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. I I um I think we should discuss a bit about Suarez because we shouldn't just brush him off like that. And obviously, you as Liverpool fans um, must you know love him to an extent because um, he was a ph- phenomenal player. Troops has that saying, isn't it? Like Black Suarez, like do you know what I mean? Like there's a there's a phrase because of Suarez, <laughs> like that's how good he is. Like Mane had to become Black Suarez, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> now, I was just gonna say um, the fact that he raped Norwich every time. Like I've I've never seen like. I mean, I don't think a porn video is worse than what he did to Norwich, you know. Um, every time as well, like, a hat-trick, like, it's just mad. And uh, he's, he's, he's one of my, if I, you know. But then Robin Van Persie did that to the league. Premier League, um, sorry, uh, Gordon Boot in your Premier League title winning season. First season for Manchester United. I mean, yeah, it wasn't a popular move to go to uh, Manchester United. You can United, see why. But, you know, this, this is what you do for the title, isn't it? He went to the title. Um, and it's not like he wasn't performing at Arsenal. It's not like he went to Manchester United and did nothing in the group project. But gone, he, he, you know, he won the Golden Boot. He, he's a very influential player. He petered off a little bit in his uh, last couple of seasons, so that is a little bit to his detriment. But you know, just the sheer amount of goals and the fact that he's done it for longer than um, Olivier Suarez, who you know, two good seasons and then left for Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, just to end off, he did win the um, Suarez did win the Golden Boot in twenty thirteen fourteen season. Well. Get his head on there. Um, Lewis Suarez but yeah, phenomenal player, and um, yeah, he just won't to, uh, leave Norwich City alone. And Robin van Persie moves up to four, and uh, yeah, so let's go to the final three. Um, let's just recap on our uh, to recap the audience. Lewis, who did you put in the final three? So the final three. In which order? Uh, so number one, I got Aguero. Second one, Rooney, and then third is Kane. And Rahab. For me, I've got a slightly flipped. Number three, I've got Wayne Rooney. Number two, Harry Kane. Number one, Sergio Aguero. Um. So I've been thinking about this question a lot. Um, and I think so. I've. I've this is my sort of final selection. It's uh, Kane in number three. Rooney number two, and I guess we've all agreed Aguero number one. Uh, uh, we'll come on to Aguero, but the debate is between Kane and Wayne Rooney. Um, so, Lewis, do you want to kick off why you feel uh, uh, why Rooney is ahead of Kane? Um, so definitely, I think the two league titles doesn't doesn't support Kane. Like Rooney's got two league titles during that time. He's still got 122 goals. He's got the Europa League. He's got the 2012-2013 player of the season. And even though Kane has got two golden boots, he really hasn't got the Premier League title. And that's what I felt was the difference between 
Kane and Rooney, like, you, if Kane had a one league title, that would be a little bit different. But, but Rooney's got two, like, and then two like two league titles. That's sixty games over two seasons. That's that's incredible endurance over long periods of time. And I felt like Kane maybe hasn't got the right uh, players around him, or he he's got, or he needs more players to support him. But I felt like with Rooney's two league titles, Europa League title, 122 goals, I felt Rooney was slightly higher up than uh, Kane for this time around. But it could change in the near future, but I never know. Yeah, Rahat, why did you uh, put Kane ahead of Rooney? Yeah, so if I just talk about Rooney a little bit first. So we're looking yeah. at, uh, is it 125 goals? Um, over the course of this decade, starting off at Manchester United, ending up at its boyhood, uh, boyhood club uh, Everton, and so with Wayne Rooney, he had a strong start of the decade. Um, twenty-seven goals in the two thousand and eleven, two thousand and twelve season. Uh, but apart from that, this decade, uh, he's been lingering um between fifteen to nineteen goals. That 27 game, se- uh, sorry, goal season was the only time he broke 20 goals in this decade. Um, he's still a you know a phenomenal player, still racked up the assists, still racked up the appearances. I think he's Manchester United top goal scorer, and I think he is also England's top goal scorer. Yeah. So if you're looking at yes, yeah. Wayne um, yeah. Rooney has that edge, especially in terms of titles. Uh, he's won, you know, a buttload of titles with Manchester United uh, and other trophies and cups. But we're talking about, you know, who's the best striker here. And when you want to talk about striker, look at Harry Kane. He had 10 appearances in turn of 13-14, so kind of discount that one. But coming in 2014-15, that season was when he really started becoming the main man for Tottenham. So from 2014-15 to 2020, five years... Uh, five seasons, 136 goals in 198 games. That's an astounding goal uh, to game ratio um, for someone who you know a lot. Uh, a lot of his career was like you know out on loan to clubs like Leighton Orient, Millwall. Uh, he spent a little bit of time in Leicester City as well. But his first full season with Tottenham, 21 goals. Season after, 25. Season after, 29, 30. Um, he had a couple of injuries last season, which restricted him to even then 17 goals. He had even more injuries this season, but in 20 appearances, he got 11 goals. That's a goal every other game. Um, you got to give it to him, and multiple, um, multiple golden boot, uh, multiple golden boot stage collection as well. Uh, you just the amount of goals he scored per game. And it hasn't even been for the whole decade. It's only been for like half the decade. But there's only one time in a full season that he didn't reach 20 goals for that season. 136 goals in 198 games. Um, yeah, Rooney was pheno- uh, is a phenomenal player. But we're looking at this decade and who's the best striker, not who's the best club. So that's why I feel Kane... And that's why I feel Kane is above Rooney. So 136 goals in 198 games. Yeah, Rooney scored 125. Yeah, Rooney scored. Um, sorry, yeah, Rooney is uh, the highest scorer from Manchester United. Uh, but looking at this decade, two golden boots to his name. You just gotta. I just gotta give this one to Harry Kane. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, fair enough. And I'm going to try and give an unbiased opinion and um, give what I think. Because, um, oh, okay, so I've put Rooney in number two, but I'm going to discuss why I've given first Rooney that position and what I think Kane's got ahead of him. So for me, the reason why I've put um, Rooney in the second position is because of the for me so right now we look at the different types of strikers isn't just that traditional number nine and what Rooney does is similar to what for me in Firmino's game uh Roberto Firmino at Liverpool the fact that he drops deeper the fact that he's been a less greedy player but played for the team uh played in a sort of cam role for Van Persie to become the golden boot winner to assist him uh, in any way he can to become a better player. I feel with Rudy, um, he's A's so yeah, he's transformed his game from being like just a forward, but the fact that he's provided support, I had other strikers, so is Rudy at number two. But now, when I come back to Harry Kane's comparison and how he's done it, we think okay, Alan Shearer is what the, one of the greatest strikers in the Premier League. If we ever did something like that, Alan Shearer is right. And a lot of his goals were scored at Newcastle when they didn't win a league. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that I see with Harry Kane's, uh, the Harry Kane debate as well. Uh, the fact that he scored so many goals, yeah, at a weaker team, but they do provide for him, number one. Um, I think he's a phenomenal, phenomenal player. The fact that he's won two golden boots, 2015, 2016. 2016 2017 as you guys mentioned um and again it's like shooting accuracy is crazy something i was uh reading about it and it was uh yeah 45 percent like uh half the shots you take you score which is like crazy to have these type of stats um and yes i i i don't think we should burden harry kane as a like because of tottenham because let's be honest if he was in a man city team if he was in, let's say, Liverpool's team, um, would he would he have won a league by now? For sure. Um, and you can't blame that on Harry Kane. You have to blame his teammates because if we and uh, if we're looking at sort of looking at Premier League t- uh, glory and all of that, yeah, that's great. But that's a team effort as well. It's not like um, Rudy winning it on his own. Like Federer wins a uh, Wimbledon. It's a team sport, and if Kane teammates like make a mistake it's not his fault you know he does he's a phenomenal striker and i don't think we should put that against him the premier league because again that's a 38 uh game season but there is one criticism and um, and uh, you know i think he's really great striker but i just feel you know with with uh the emergence of changing position and the fact that kane isn't a very strong presser in and in today's game the striker needs to be a very um, really strong presser of the game. Just chipping in here, he's still um, 26, so it's not like he's collecting his OAP checks yet. Um, you know, he's still got a long way to go before he needs to undergo that. It's almost like a rehabilitation when a footballer learns to play a different role. You know, the way you see Ronaldo adapt his game, the way you see Messi, where you see the, like, you know, um, there was an article recently about Paul Scholes dropping deeper. Um, he's just still got a long way to go before he needs to go under, undergo that rehabilitation phase of becoming a different type of player than where he was. So even in the season he didn't win the Golden Boot, he still scored 30 goals. He, uh, you know, the only reason he didn't win was because there was a guy called Mo Salah scoring 32. Uh, for me, like, 
Rooney is a great player and he's accomplished a lot, but he's accomplished a lot with the team rather than himself. Even then, even himself has been a great... I mean, that's why he's number three. He scored 125 goals in this decade, but Kane scored more this decade, you know? Yeah. To add, to add, um, also, you look at finals as well. So, uh, Arsenal fans are going to uh, love me for talking about the Champions League final happened in last season. What, they're going to ask, where was Kane? Uh, but Rooney, like, you saw him like in the Europa League final. He stepped up and then they eventually won the Europa League final. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, if we look at outside competition, um, yeah, you could say arguably Rooney, but... I just feel, I mean, I'm, I'm considering changing my opinion, actually, to Kane. Because um, cause I feel like Rooney's tailored off and he's more become more of a team player, whereas Kane's that, you know, the closest, I mean, I guess a closer closest thing to an Aguero in the sense that he's a ruthless striker. The amount of, he's got a better, I think, better goal ratio, isn't it? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Than Aguero's, is that correct? Uh, Aguero's is about 0.68 goals a game, and Kane's is a little bit higher. Over, over the career, you definitely say Rooney has a better career and is a better player. But for, the, for this decade, especially for Kane to only come in and for five seasons, whereas Rooney been in from 2010 up to 2018, so he's had eight seasons. So in a shorter amount of time, Kane has scored more goals. And a lot less appearances as well. In this decade, was he better than Kane? And I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to think, not really, because when you think about it, maybe Chicharito won it for United in the 2010-2011 and then RVP in 2012-2013. You know, so just to, just to add that. Sorry, just to add the cherry on the cake here. So if you look at um, Wayne Rosie's entire Manchester United career, uh, he's got 393 appearances and 183 goals. Uh, it's, cra- it's crazy, it's crazy good. Uh, Harry Kane and his Tottenham Hotspur career, 198 goals, 136, sorry, 198 games, 136 goals. So he's about 50, ga- 50 goals off on 200 games less. Than just as Manchester United, you know. I mean, Lewis, you can. Is there any argument you can say last bit before I make the decision? Uh, why? Who's who's ahead of who? Why Rooney should be ahead of um, Kane? I think I'm getting slightly changed as well. Like if we look at individual stats alone, there's only one winner, which would be Harry Kane. So, yeah. Wow. So we've all. Uh... Rahad's converted us to uh, Kaneism. Um, so yeah, Kane is in number two. Let's go to the final and the winner. And I'm going to insert the uh, famous commentary of Aguero. Right here, Balotelli, Aguero! Aguero in our first position. Um, I just want to add my sort of take onto things um, before you guys can... Say your parts as well. Um, so I think Aguero for me is one of the like all-time Premier League best strikers. Um, he's won four Premier Leagues since he joined in 2011. Um, you know, he's what 28 goals behind Rooney, and 
easily can achieve that um, and get to even the second all-time uh, Premier League goal scorer. And there's so many phenomenal moments. Some of his goals are just magic. The audience, if you guys have PlayStation and you press R2 and then you press circle on the PlayStation 4 and then you do that perfect finesse shot and time it enough, oh, it's that orgasmic finish. And that's what Aguero has in his game. Like He's, I feel like, the complete striker. Like, oh, he, the fact that he's... Um, which is one th a few things that surprised me is he's only won the Golden Boot once, which is 2014-2015. Uh, he's won more Player of the Months seven times, and Harry Kane's won it six. Uh, but yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal player. Do you guys want to talk about his um, appearances, stats, and what you think about uh, this fantastic player? Yeah, we're all just gonna yeah, we're all just gonna wax lyrical about um, uh, Sergio Aguero here. Uh, you know, a battle of Premier League titles. He's got a nice uh, number of Premier League player of the month. He's got play, uh, He's just been elected into the, what you call it, the PFA Team of the Year twice. Uh, even though he'd only got one golden boot uh, in 2014-15, he followed that up with four straight seasons of 20-plus uh, goal seasons. Uh, 180 goals entirely in the Premier League of 261 appearances. Just as a whole, um, he's now Manchester City's all-time top scorer. Uh, he's got that Aguero moment, he scored so many other fantastic goals as well. Um, yeah, um, he scored a few against Liverpool as well. Like, I mean, is there a team he hasn't scored against? Um, just a phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal striker. And even now, even with all of Manchester City's talent and all their spending, you find that games still come down to Sergio Aguero. Like, no matter how much they spend, no matter how much, who they get, it still comes down to Sergio Aguero to do some crazy madness. And that's the, you know, influence that uh, Aguero has on this team, you know. Started uh, his debut against City with a 2 nil win, uh, sorry, two goals in a 4 nil win over Swansea City and just hasn't looked back since, you know. Yeah, so I was just going to say, like, alliterate, like, the 254 goals he's scored the Premier League for the four Premier League titles he's, he's won. And then I think in that moment, you have to think about the, the huge amount of trophies he's won during his, his time in the in the Premier League. And also what honourable mention to Mario Balotelli, that infamous assist. He only won one assist that season and then the most important one in his whole career. Yeah, so... There is one criticism, but that's not on him, but... There is uh, injury record isn't the greatest. So had he had the sim, you know, had him been injured as many times, maybe he could have had stats like Messi or Ronaldo. Do you guys um, echo that or? Yeah, he's his injury. Uh, been a, yeah, he's had a bit of a bad luck with injuries um, over the course of his City career. But even that, that hasn't stopped him. You know. Of course. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, Luis, do you want to add anything? No, but I, I feel Ronaldo and Messi are a whole different. I think most people might think I'm wrong, but I think Messi and Ronaldo are a whole different level to most other players. So, and if you guys want to listen to that debate, just click on episode one, link in description. Now, just to repeat the uh, players in order, 
so from starting from 10 to position 1, we have Giroud at number 10. At number 9, we have Didier Costa. At number 8, we have Aubameyang. At number 7, we have Didier Drogba. At number 6, we have Vardy. Number 5, we have Suarez. Number 4, we have Robin Van Persie. Number 2, we have... Uh, sorry, number three. Yeah, number three we have uh, Wayne Rooney. Number two we have Kane, and number one Aguero. Thank you that for listening. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, so <laughs> thank you all for listening to our podcast. Like, comment, and share the podcast. I think the also first subscribe. one. Yes, and of course subscribe. Thank you. Um, we're close. I think we've got close to a hundred viewers on our first podcast and we hope to do the same on this one so please guys uh share as much as you can and uh, spread the message of who we are and uh yeah do you guys want to say anything else end it off thanks for listening guys hope you enjoyed uh if you want to let us know if you want to give us any comments any feedback or anything like that we're open ears yeah yeah i'll second that as well like when difficult times in Rome with the coronavirus just everyone's just trying their best and Stay at home and we're supporting the NHS. 